0: Of the Curious Cat podcast. I'm your host, Sebastian Bowen, joined as always by Zoe Marie Castleman. Hello. This is uh, an episode, Stay Curious, episode three. We've done a couple of these before. If you haven't checked them out, you should. Previous episodes were more story driven, but that was never really the intention from the get go. We were just going to play around with those episodes and do different content and smaller smaller doses just for people that want to um, have something every week because we felt like we should do something every week but we didn't have time really to do a very long episode on a weekly basis so and that's what we uh, came up with was the Stay Curious episodes. So this week we thought we'd try something different which is instead of doing another story why don't we do a quiz and test each other's knowledge but at the same time do what were the main intention of the show which is to try and find information and find little interesting little bits of trivia that we can share with other people yeah so quickly before we get started just want to say thank you to our listeners who uh, have been supporting the show and listening and sharing we're very uh, grateful and we're hoping to keep continuing to produce content every week that you enjoy
1: yeah, my, uh, my cat is currently sat outside the door wanting to come in, so um, although it's unprofessional, if you hear him in the background, who think you're mean if you don't like my cat, so uh, just ignore him.
0: Plus we've got like a cat in the title of the actual show itself, so you can't be too against cats. But <laughs> let me just quickly run through the rules of today's quiz. We're going to start off with three definitions, so we both had to try and find three words and see if each of us could come up with a definition of those words. Then we're going to have two, true or false, try and bluff our opponent into thinking a fact may be true or false. And we've got to try and cor- guess correctly. And then the last one will be an origin. Something like, for example, going around the houses, meaning to go the long way. But where does it actually come from? So that's the... Uh, and then we're going to have one general knowledge question at the end as well. And then we'll have a final question for you, the listeners, to try and guess something out about one of us. So you're gonna get one point for each correct question. I'm not gonna mess around with the whole 2.3 point system. Let's just keep it <laughs> really simple. You get one point we for question. We don't wanna be like question. QI. No, and the points will just accumulate every single time we do one of these episodes. And we'll just see who the winner is, but it's not really we about winning or losing. It's more about just, we're all winners because we're gonna gain some knowledge, hopefully, and learn something new. So that's the premise. Did you come up with a title for this?
1: No. <laughs> Maybe we should call it Stay Curious, the Quiz Master or the Riddler.
0: The Quiz Master. <laughs> the that sounds that sounds very um, that sounds very confident. I'm I'm i barely hoping that this comes across as a quiz. Let's start with that first. Let alone Quiz Master. What
1: about Riddle Me This?
0: Yeah, it's not bad. It's not bad. I think.
1: Then they're, yeah. they're not riddles, but.
0: <laughs> they're not. That's the thing. They're not riddles either. Sounds good though. But no, i think about it anyway.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, so let's get started. So you're going to get 30 seconds to answer the definition questions. Then you're going to get a minute to try and explain the origin ones. But the true and false ones will also be 30 seconds. So who's going to go first? I'll go first. Okay, let's go for it. So here we go.
1: Okay, so round one is our three definitions. My first definition for you, Seb, is what does brumation mean? Spell it. B-R-U-M-A-T-I-O-N.
0: Brumation? hmm Okay. Um, brumation. Um, I've never heard that word before, I'm going to be honest. Um, has it got anything to do with... with- greenage like trees no no have you got a clue
1: it's a state of being what state of being happy (laughs) no and your 30 seconds are up so i'm gonna tell you (laughs) it's a state of inactivity or sluggishness experienced during winter which i thought was very fitting for right now
0: my gosh i've never heard that word before never ever ever
1: no i liked it though
0: yeah it's a good one okay so my first definition question is what is the definition of griffinage
1: griffinage correct um so my first thought is harry potter
0: (laughs) (laughs) it does have that kind of feel to it doesn't it
1: (laughs) so you know my initial guess would be you know if if you're brave enough to join gryffindor then you display a lot of griffinage that's what i'm gonna go with
0: (laughs) Do you think it's some sort of, like, courage or something? Yeah.
1: yeah.
0: Is that your answer?
1: Yeah, why not?
0: So, no, griffinage means careless or illegible handwriting. You could, always, you could say, for example, I could never read Zoe's handwriting because it's so Gryffindor.
1: Okay, yeah, I feel like a little Gryffindors would have bad handwriting. So no, like no, 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 you
0: no, know, you're definitely not getting a point for that. <laughs> that, that, that does not get you a point. But yeah, I like, I like that word. I like any words like word. with words, which is pretty cool. Your okay,
1: name. my second definition for you. What does onassonance mean?
0: Onassonance?
1: Yeah, so U-N-A-S-I-N-O-U-S.
0: Onassonance. Um, does it mean something like being lonely? Uh No. Okay. Does it mean to have like one or something?
1: Uh, it does have one in the explanation.
0: Interesting. Um, to have, I don't know, one child? I don't know.
1: It means united in stupidity, and the literal translation is one ass.
0: Oh, <laughs> that's clever. I liked it. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's clever. That's clever. I like that. Okay. My second definition question is, is what is a snollygoster? Ooh. I thought you'd like that one because I thought it sounds kind of Harry Potterish, that one. So, <laughs> Or at least, at the very least, a, a Roald doll thing, like a BFG word.
1: Can you use it in a sentence?
0: No, not without giving away what it actually is. <laughs> no, I can't because I'll, I'll read you the sentence afterwards and it's just a clear giveaway. I can tell you the clue, though, is you, okay. you, you wouldn't lend the money.
1: So someone who is, I don't know, either addicted to gambling or very clumsy, something along those lines?
0: No, it's an unscrupulous and untrustworthy person. <laughs> so to use it in a sentence would be, I wouldn't trust that snotty goster anymore.
1: I, I like that word.
0: Yeah, it's a cool one.
1: I'll try to use that in a sentence this week at work and see if anyone thinks um
0: <laughs> Yeah, report back, report back to base and let us know how that goes
1: so my third and final word for you is pingle p-i-n-g-l-e
0: like pringle but without the r
1: exactly that
0: okay my first thought was to involve yourself in something like like similar to like meddling
1: you're kind of on the right track actually
0: really interesting Roughly. but yeah to i don't know speak out of place that kind of thing that that's my that's my guess
1: You're not a million miles away. You're in the right kind of
0: court. I don't know. I'm thinking.
1: It's a good one. I do like this one. It's to work in such a way or to work in such a useless, unhelpful way, such as everyone else around you actually has to do more work.
0: Oh, so you're deliberately being. Yeah. So
1: you're like pingling at work. Right being deliberately unhelpful or maybe not deliberately unhelpful, but you're so incompetent, you're actually creating more work for other people. Your
0: presence is creating more work alone. Okay. That's interesting. I like that one. That's a good one. (laughs) Okay. This one you may know. Um, because I feel we'll probably be a bit more common. But my last one is Dysania.
1: So it's a state of being, I'm assuming, because nea on a lot of things is Correct. like mania yes. or okay. Yes,
0: that's very good. It's a state of being, and I can give you a clue.
1: i mm-hmm.
0: I'd say it's a feeling that most people experience around winter.
1: Don't know, like a state of like time or something. I'm trying to think of like die, which obviously.
0: Even if I wasn't experiencing dysania, I think people would get this in winter. It's kind of my clue.
1: Is it when you're feeling? Lower because winter's darker and more miserable. Is it like a
0: but no, it's essentially it's the state of finding it hard to get out of bed in the morning.
1: (laughs) Ah, so this is kind of the same as brumation. We have two words that are kind of the same. Yeah,
0: yeah, but yeah, you could use the excuse. Sorry, I'm late for work. I suffer from dysania.
1: I will use that. I like that. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So round one, nil all.
0: well round one nil nil which is i said this could happen actually i said that this could happen which is why i don't think it's about winning it's about learning which i think if you look at it that way then you're winning all all the time so yeah
1: we've got six new words to use this week
0: well there you go and we're going to try and implement in 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 our week return back to base with the results (laughs) see if anybody's um amazed by your new vocabulary so the next round is a true or false round. So this is where we have to either come up with a lie or a truth. And our opponent has to try and guess if we are telling the truth or telling a lie. Simple.
1: Mm-hmm. Would you like to go first this time?
0: Okay, I'll go first this time. So I would say spider webs can be used as bandages. True or false?
1: I'm going to say true because I once had a textile teacher that everyone hated just to throw that out there and um she said that spider webs could be were, were ridiculously strong and in like if we were able to like harvest it we'd be able to use it for like certain materials and it's also i think waterproof
0: yeah so. okay okay yeah you're right it is true um so you get a point. Oh my gosh, you got, you're the first person on the board. So, um, yeah, no, in ancient Greece and Rome, doctors use spider webs to make bandages for their patients and spiderwebs supposedly have natural antiseptic and antifungal properties too, oh. which can help keep wounds clean and prevent infection. It's also said that spider webs are rich in vitamin K, which helps promote the clotting. So yeah, you're right, you get the point. So it's one zero.
1: Okay, my first true or false for you. You are likelier to die on your birthday than any other day of the year.
0: I think, I think this is a trick question. Because <laughs> I think I think the actual answer is you are no more likely to die on your birthday than any other day of the year. That, that's I think, is a better way of phrasing that rather than saying it the way... How did you say it? You said it in a very weird way. My brain didn't like the way <laughs> you said it. You are right. more
1: likely to die on your birthday than any other day of the year.
0: I'm more comfortable for some reason saying it my way than your way. Uh, I'm going to say what you're saying is false, but it's a trick question. Uh. <laughs> That's what I'm going to say.
1: So apparently it's true. A study by Swiss researchers studied 2.5 million deaths in their country and found out that you are 14% more likely to die on your birthday than any other day of the year.
0: Really? Really? Yeah. But I don't I don't think I would mind that. I think that's pretty kind of <laughs> poetic in a way. Like you go on the same day you, you came in. Like yeah. that would be kind of cool. Apparently so,
1: uh, that's kind of one of their theories behind why it happens, that people want to um hang on for milestones.
0: And they wait so for they- their birthday and then they yeah. kind of just like give up at that point and it's just it's perfect. Yeah, I quite like that one in a morbid kind of way. I, I quite I quite like that one.
1: Wait, they did also the... say it might be due to bad record-keeping in the past, so um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait people minute. just wrote it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> wait a minute, now now, now, your question's come under fire, I don't understand now whether there's actual truth in this.
1: No, I think it was before they studied the 2.5 million deaths themselves,
0: right. they
1: thought it was a recording, recording I am, error.
0: I am now suspect so of
1: that question. <laughs> but... Yeah, so when we're talking about being likelier to die on your birthday... It's my dad's birthday tomorrow, so I will give him a call and check in. Oh,
0: that's nice. you not going to get to see him, though, are you, due to COVID?
1: No, we have a family charades game booked on Zoom, so...
0: <laughs> that sounds fun. That does
1: sound so fun. hopefully no one dies during that. <laughs> oh,
0: no. That sounds fun. Okay. Well, yeah. Happy birthday, Dad. Okay. So candy floss was invented by dentists. True or false?
1: I want to say true because it sounds like a sort of stuff that maybe the first one was like mint floss or something. Gross.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, but you, know, you know what candy floss is made of, though? It's 100% sugar.
1: I have a theory that will <laughs> let people into my faith of humanity. <laughs> I think it might be true because I think they were trying to rot people's teeth so they'd have to go to the dentist.
0: It does sound smart, doesn't it? It does sound completely legit that someone would do that out of all the dentists in the world at least one of them must be evil so because <laughs> i mean dental a dentist already has that weird kind of evil connotation anyway with the whole drill thing and the supposed supposed fear of going to the dentist and and that experience so to, to think that one in real life is actually evil enough to create a sweet to give to children <laughs> that literally is just 100 percent sugar to rot their teeth out um it's plausible it's plausible But yeah, no, you're right. It it was invented by a dentist called William Morrison and confectioner John C. Wharton. It was actually two of them. Invented machine-spun cotton candy in 1897. It was first introduced at the 1904 World's Fair as Fairy Floss. Then another dentist, Joseph Lassox, reinvented the machine in 1921. He came up with the name Cotton Candy, which replaced Fairy Floss.
1: So why did they make it? Because they're evil.
0: I'm going to say yes. <laughs> <laughs> Listeners can go and research that further and find that for us and let us know. But I'm going to say yes. It doesn't make no other sense. Think about it. Logically. Why would they create the the one, number one product that would literally destroy your teeth if you add that on a daily basis?
1: One of my favorite um, COVID conspiracy theories is that Bill Gates invented coronavirus, so he could then invent the vaccine and put microchips into the vaccines and track everyone.
0: No, but it's funny you should say it because I was watching I was watching TV today and they were advertising. Um... It was the Gadget Show, actually. They were literally talking about um, people having microchips now just placed in their hand and how we're not that far away from that just being commercially viable. Pretty much everyone was positive about it on the show. I, I, I'm not really running to sign up for that at <laughs> all. So I don't really want to be implanted with anything at this point. No, it was it was quite weird. And I was watching it thinking that's yeah. just unusual that they're already advertising that at this point.
1: I think you'll like this one. Okay. This meta. So, true or false questions are more likely to be true than false.
0: I'm going to say that is true.
1: That is true. Oh,
0: I get a point. <laughs>
1: I think that was a good one. I really liked that when I saw that.
0: <laughs> yeah, I like that. I like that.
1: I think the theory behind them being true is when people, people are either trying to shock people with the information they have found out, Mm. So people who think something's going to be false and it's actually true and it's got Mm -hmm. that shock factor. Mm -hmm. Or it's actually much more easier to come up with things that are true than make things up. So now from now on in all of our quiz segments, I'm just going to guess true if I don't know the answer.
0: (laughs) That's great. I'm going to use that. I'm going to use that against you now in future episodes (laughs) and see, see if that actually works
1: spirit of things I did make sure both of my answers were true today so
0: mine were as well mine were as well did I guess no I guessed false in that last one didn't I yeah did you get both yours right yeah did you Mm -hmm. wait there oh yeah you did of course you did so you've now (laughs) got two one okay so the last round is the origin round this is where we pick a phrase or a saying and try and work out where it came from don't have to be pinpoint on the date but just try and guess a little bit how that word or that how that saying was formed over the years i think that's more what we're getting at aren't we because i don't mm-hmm. think we're ever going to be able to just name that date that that came up <laughs> but at least try and understand that the saying came about because of x y and z that's what we're trying to say okay are you gonna go first on this one
1: oh yeah can do so where does the term to butter someone up come from
0: oh that's good um I would say because when you put butter in anything, it tastes good, right? So that's, I think that's even a saying in like the, the cooking world is that if you want something to taste good, just put butter, just put in,
1: butter it. in it. Yeah. yeah, and to add something you like the meaning of this is to like yeah. to impress or flatter exactly. someone. Exactly.
0: Yeah. And and then then you've got the extra connotation of to flatter someone is to, to sweeten the deal kind of thing. So if you're buttering them up you're you're kind of making them you know you're sweetening the deal you're essentially you're you're trying to make them sweet so you can get what it is that you're trying to obtain so you're buttering them up that's that's my that's my guess am i right
1: no i was with you i thought that's where it came from oh
0: you led me down the freaking path there (laughs) so it's nothing to do with that at all
1: you can have a second guess if you want but i don't think you will get it
0: Oh, my God, I can't believe you just led me down that path. I thought I was right on the money. I was like, yeah, look at this. This is going to be my next point. This is going to be amazing. And you just totally just, what do you call it, pulled the handbrake on me.
1: You will never guess this. And this, I never knew this. And I, I, I actually love it. Okay. So this was a customary religious act in ancient India. Okay. The devout would throw butter balls at the statues First of their ball, gods.
0: wait what are butter balls what just balls, balls of butter, butter? okay yeah. okay
1: great. at the statues of their gods to seek favor and forgiveness
0: okay so how does that now translate into modern day now where we say oh you're trying to butter them up
1: because if you're seeking oh, a you're trying... from someone
0: right okay yeah that's what you're saying
1: you throw balls of butter at them and apparently they do what you want <laughs>
0: Imagine trying to do that in the literal sense and just go into work and throw butterballs at your (laughs) boss. (laughs) Can I have a
1: raise, butterball? (laughs) (laughs) Exactly.
0: Oh, my God. Okay, I like that one. I like that one. That's good. That's good. Okay, so my origin is where does the saying dead ringer come from? So that's dead ringer.
1: And that's used in the sense, have you got, like, a meaning?
0: so people say that people are a dead ringer for something when usually when you either look like someone um they say oh he's a dead ringer for blah 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 or you know he's a dead ringer for al pacino or whatever
1: that's so my... that's
0: the usual saying for it but there are other ways you can use that saying but that's the most popular i would say
1: my guess in the literal sense would mean there was a guy called Ringer once and someone looked like a dead version of him.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's funny. I'm going to give you the opportunity to have a second guess now. <laughs> Just to try and redeem yourself from that answer. <laughs> that's funny.
1: Uh, I'm not actually sure what the term Ringer means.
0: Okay, so, so the, the the term dead Ringer... A ringer, it's actually two words, but a ringer is a horse substitute for another similar appearance in order to defraud the bookies. So they would swap out horses at the last minute and another horse would run that race and win that race and the bookies would lose their money. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's where the the ringer part comes from. So the dead part essentially is the literal meaning of the word dead, which is like dead shot or dead center uh, to mean exact or precise. So, when you put the two together, it means literally that...
1: Exact copy or something. Exact yeah. copy,
0: yes. Or exact duplicate. So, yeah, and that's it. Dead Ringer.
1: Oh, that's a good one.
0: Okay. You sound not impressed by my one.
1: No, 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 I like it. Or I was just thinking, because I, I never actually... I've heard the term used before, but it I've never actually... I've never even thought about it, actually. Like, it Because when you say... When you, we hear all these, like, origin sayings, I, I all the time think about, like... Where, where did that come from? Yeah. Like Why yeah. do we say that? And I, yeah. I didn't think I'd ever pondered that one. So that's mm. interesting.
0: Yeah, no, I just came across it today and I thought, yeah, I quite like that one. Okay, so the last question is a general knowledge question. And I think you're going to like this one because I know you're a fan of Disney. Is that right? Mm-hmm. What main character in a Disney film never speaks?
1: Um The animal sidekick.
0: Which animal psychic? No, it can't be a psychic. It's got to be the main character. What do you mean? So I'll say the question again. What main character in a Disney film never spoke?
1: What main character in a Disney film never
0: spoke?
1: Yeah. Oh, I see what you mean. Okay. Um. Oh, I should get this, shouldn't I?
0: <laughs> you should get it. You should get it. If you it's don't, not... you're gonna kick yourself if you don't get it though.
1: I know Pongo from da- 101 Dynamation never speaks.
0: Are you sure? Uh, no, he
1: does. He does. Sorry. Uh...
0: <laughs> Time is ticking. Dumbo? Wow. Is <laughs> it <laughs> right? Correct answer. Yes. <laughs> I'm surprised <laughs> you got that. I am surprised you got it. I really thought you weren't going to get it. But yeah, no, it's Dumbo. Like many other Disney movies, Dumbo was inspired by an existing story. Before The Elephant made his debut on the big screen, he was a protagonist of Helen Abison's story of the same name, Dumbo. It first appeared as a roller book, which was a format that featured several illustrations on a short scroll that was packed into a box. It was later republished as a regular book. There are some interesting little facts that i came across when i was researching dumbo in the movie the cartoon i'm talking the original the circus is the wdp circus do you know what that stands for no go on it stands for Walt disney productions a <laughs> little easter egg there it's the shortest disney movie as well just 64 minutes long
1: yeah i knew that
0: yep uh, it's Walt disney's favorite apparently out of most of the movies that he's made But yeah, Dumbo didn't utter a single word during the 1941 movie, but by the 1980s, the little elephant had grown up and found his voice. When the live-action show Dumbo Circus debuted on Disney Channel more than 40 years after the original movie, Dumbo was suddenly a pretty chatty elephant. Have you seen uh, this Dumbo Circus? It's a live-action, think of kind of Sesame Street, but Dumbo. Have you ever seen that on the Disney Channel?
1: No, and I also haven't seen the Tim Burton one, which...
0: OK, I have watched the Tim Burton one.
1: Dumbo is one of my favourites. Tim Burton is one of my favourite people. And I heard so many bad things about it that I just avoided it like the plague.
0: You know what? It's it's a weird film because I didn't hate it. I went into it thinking I wasn't going to like it. But there are some things about it that are OK. But yeah, I, I over, overall, I think I liked it more than I disliked it. So I would say I would say give it a watch, especially if you like Dumbo. I would say give it a watch. But the Dumbo Circus that I was referring to, I'm going to put a link on the website. Please check it out because <laughs> it's quite funny. That's all I'm going to say. You're going to have to have a look at it and tell me what you think. Um, but yeah, I'll put, I'll put a link on the Curious Cat podcast website so you can go there and have a look and see what this Dumbo Circus was all about.
1: Cool, I like that one. Um, I am a massive Disney fan, so keep them coming. I'll try guessing all.
0: <laughs> okay, uh, I thought you liked that one.
1: George Washington, the first president of the United States, allegedly. Why do you say allegedly?
0: Just Google some things, and you. We've
1: see. all seen Hamilton. We know the history.
0: <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm not. I'm not going with that version.
1: <laughs> um, George Washington never knew that this reptile existed.
0: Hmm, okay. He never knew this reptile existed. I'm gonna say, I mean, it's too obvious to say snake, but oh, that's the first one that came to mind. mind. How do you not know a snake exists? Which kind of makes me think it must be snake because that's so obvious. Like, that's the one everyone. And then, plus, snakes are in the Bible, so he would have known about a snake. It's mentioned. What in
1: isn't the... in the Bible? That's a kid's. Um...
0: Okay. Or well, are you gonna say dinosaurs? Mm hmm. Okay, yeah, but then are they reptiles though? This is the thing. Well, some of uh,
1: them they are reptiles. Some of them yeah,
0: are. yeah, but <laughs> then they have the whole um, the the whole bird thing going on as well. Is-
1: uh, yeah, they do. They also have various uh sea creatures, I think. But as a whole, they are cast as reptiles. They're dinosaurs, because the... um. Uh, bit of dinosaur geek knowledge here coming through but the animals that we class as dinosaurs specifically relate to the land creatures so the pe- the things that were in the water who were like fish related all the things that were in the sky were not dinosaurs they had different names
0: no but don't they say that now looking back at it and looking at the evidence that dinosaurs were more closer to birds than they were closer to reptiles that's what i've been told over the last 10 years
1: certain types of dinosaurs were closer to birds than they were to reptiles like the the um, you know, velociraptors or the flying ones, but then okay. we've got ones that are similar to today's sharks, we have ones that are similar to today's crocodiles.
0: Okay, okay, so, so I was right though, I was yeah, right. I, said I find
1: it really interesting that he never knew dinosaurs existed.
0: But then I suppose there might have been loads of people back then that didn't know dinosaurs. So, existed.
1: the reason he didn't know that dinosaurs existed is because he actually died in 1732. All right. And the first dinosaur bone discovery was in 1819.
0: Well, there you go. How can but you it hold it that against But it blows my him? mind
1: that when you think about <laughs> George Washington, like, it, it blows my mind that those two things, like, he didn't know dinosaurs existed. It just kind of, it blows my mind. <laughs> That's just a saying, massive part but, of history that no one knew know? about.
0: <laughs> There's no way he could have known dinosaurs existed because we hadn't no, even it found not, them yet. No, of
1: course not, he didn't.
0: <laughs> So you're more amazed at just kind of how recent he is in terms of how close he is to us in terms of time period as opposed to you no, really...
1: i'm more I'm more um amazed that there was such a massive part of our history that we had no idea about until eighteen nineteen
0: that's what I'm saying, so you're more yeah. amazed that you know that was just recently
1: that yeah so you know King kind of George just... was there at that time like all of the monarchs before that and no idea all of the historians yeah. or anyone you know all of the biblical writers no well, one knew dinosaurs existed
0: uh, I think a lot of the um, biblical texts come under scrutiny because of that because of the fact there are well there are some versions of uh, mentions of them like i know the bible talks about the leviathan which is supposed to be a massive creature with um, a tail as long as a timber tree so that kind of describes some sort of massive animal and i've always kind of looked at that as maybe that's what they were describing there, a dinosaur but there's no mention of an actual word dinosaur but i do
1: have a really interesting bible fact that i did find out recently mm. um, um the word his appears in the bible 8472 times for a cheeky bonus point how many times do you think the word hers features
0: <laughs> i know you want me to say none but that can't, <laughs> be, that can't be the answer so because i'm sure they say her yeah they must do i'm gonna i'm gonna say half the amount then maybe
1: the answer is three
0: they yep. only say the word her three times
1: yep and his eight thousand no hers yeah eight his 8472 so
0: hers three so you're you're passing it as because hers would imply ownership that's what is that what you're saying so possibly
1: I'm not going to go too much in the politics of course it annoys me as it would any other yeah, female listening yeah. to this
0: <laughs> no because there's a difference <laughs> between the word her as in I'm pointing to her and hers implies ownership of something.
1: Yeah, although it, that even strikes me as odd, because when you're talking, there were some women in the Bible, like Mary, you know, the child was hers. <laughs> um, true,
0: true. So
1: it strikes me as, it, I think it's amazing that that word is only used three times in the entire Bible, New yeah. and Old Testament. Yeah,
0: yeah. Oh, I like it, I like it.
1: so we have one final question that's for you listeners and to ensure that there is no cheating going on we have decided to make our final question that we will leave you with about either myself or seb but
0: also it's important to say if you know us really really well you might be exempt from answering this question but anyone who doesn't know us feel free to play along
1: Yeah, mum, if you're listening, I'm not going to take your answer for this one. No. (laughs) But do tweet us, email us, Instagram us, Facebook us. We will, if there's the first person to win it, we'll give you a shout out.
0: Yes. And if you want to get in touch with the show, all the contact details are on thecuriouscatpodcast.com.
1: Yes. So the question today is one about me. What literary character is my cat named after? Your clue for this one is people might think he's up to something
0: mm-hmm. okay so if you know the answer please go to the curiouscatpodcast.com there will be a forum for this and uh, this episode so you can have a look at the questions as usual everything covered in today's show will have a reference page so you can see where we got our information if you want to have a look and we'll add all our notes and everything else all that good stuff we hope you enjoyed this week's episode. And um, before we just give you something different, as usual, and hopefully we keep this stay curious, I don't know, bi weekly episode fresh by just trying new things. We don't know really usually what we're going to do. And then we just come up with something and we just go for it. So, but yeah, we're glad that you guys are listening and enjoying the show. We're very grateful. But I've got nothing else to say. Have you, so? No. In that case, I will say thank you for listening and goodbye.
1: Until next time, stay curious.